Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, hey, everyone. Today, I am going to be interviewing Patty Zor. She and I have known each other for a while. We've worked together, and I'm actually really excited because I've never talked with anyone about book funnels and how to remarket your book and use a book to connect more deeply with your audience. And this is one of the big ways that people are excelling today. So about Patty, do you dream of becoming a best-selling author? You likely wrote a book because you wanted to help others and perhaps change lives. You have a message to share with the world. And are you making sure that your readers can hear it? Patty Zor is the book marketing strategist who thrives on helping authors scale their business with their book. She works with self-published authors launching their first book and traditionally published New York Times bestselling authors, supporting them with strategy, timelines, advanced reader campaigns, and book funnels, as well as other things. So with that said, let's dive into our talk. Hey, hey, Patty. Welcome to the No Like and Trust Show. Hey, Brittany. Thank you so much for having me. I am honored to be here with you today. I'm actually like kind of like geeking out a little bit about this one. So <laughs> for, for our listeners, uh, Patty and I have known each other through various online programs for a while, but we finally met about six months ago or so, you know, did the the, the conference thing that, that I always love doing, which is, yeah, I went to the conference, but then we went and had a good drink at the bar and really got to know each other. And I love having people on the show when I have that personal relationship, because I know where you're coming from when you're, when you're saying things. And I love the passion that you have for helping authors and and doing book launches. So uh, with that said, mind giving us a little brief little history as to how you got to where you are today? Yeah, actually, this was such a great segue because really I'm here today because of somebody I actually met at a conference several years ago. So take note, I know going to conferences, sometimes you feel awkward, you're alone, you don't know anybody. It seems like everybody else knows everybody else, but hey, take a minute and insert yourself because you never know the people that you meet at the conference may come back in your life, in your business at some point. And for me, it was actually six years later. So I was at a conference, a social media conference at the time. I actually worked for a company in the consumer goods industry and was a digital marketing manager for them. And so every year we get to go to a couple of conferences on the company's dime, which is always nice. In that conference, I had actually met a woman who designed websites, but we kept in touch online through social media. I went back to my job in the corporate world and it was about five years later. I was ready just to do something different. I really just wasn't fulfilled. I was in my cubicle and just thought there's gotta be something else out there for me. And I actually started um, learning meditation and cause I knew, I knew there was something and I couldn't figure it out what it was and discovered meditation, thought, okay, I'm I'm gonna give it a try, right? (laughs) And started just practicing and just even really doing five minutes a day and just, kind of learn to just release and let go and the answer will reveal itself, just have trust. And of course, started reaching out to my network and asking people, you know, hey, what are you guys doing these days? And and just trying to get a feel for what I wanted to do next. I really wasn't sure. 
And so this woman was one of the people in my network and I connected with her and I had followed her social posts and really sort of liked what she was doing. And she says, Hey, I have some authors I'm working with. Would you want to come and help me do their marketing strategy for their book launches? And I thought, okay, why not? (laughs) And so it was great because it was a great opportunity for me to take that step out of the corporate world into starting my own business and um, working for her and learning the business a little bit more and marketing with authors. And I got to work with six-figure authors to authors who are traditionally public or self-published and really saw that there's a huge need um, for authors because, right, they're authors, you're, you're writers, you're experts in your field, but you're not necessarily a marketer. And you have a book and you have to think of your book as a product, really. And you have just like any product or service, you have to market it. You have to go out there and you need to tell people about it. And so I just see these authors out there who have these great books and they poured their heart and soul into hundreds of pages of content and yet nothing happens. And it's because they didn't have a marketing strategy behind that or, or to back it up. So yeah, that's my story in a nutshell. I was in the corporate world, went into business on my own, but it all started with a connection I had made at a conference years ago. So here we are today. It's funny how the universe works. I love that. And, you know, I, 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 I know this from, you know, off, off recording, if we want to call it that, (laughs) (laughs) but you shared with me um, a while back, a statistic that I was just floored by and uh, shame on me. I didn't do my homework and look it up before we popped on on (laughs) Zoom here, but most authors only sell how many copies of their books? So most authors will sell an average of 250 books in their lifetime. And the other thing behind that is if you're selling through Amazon, if you're self-published, even if you're traditionally published, Amazon wants their cut, your publisher wants their cut. So you may sell 250 books, but you're maybe making $5 a book. So here you are, maybe you spent years writing this book, maybe you spent a weekend. Some people could do it in a weekend. The point is that you you did spend all this time and yet, you know, to to just sell 250 books and make five bucks a book, it's, you know, can be really disappointing and and heartbreaking, I think, when you think. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. Talk about disheartening, right? Like, (laughs) yeah. So 250, you're making five bucks a a book and you're not even pulling in like $1,500. And I mean, I'm the person, maybe I'm the jerk. (laughs) We'll see what people think about this, right? But I'm the jerk that, that, you know, if you price, you know, something at, you know, $2,000 for a project or $1,500 for a project, and you tell me it's only going to take three hours of active time and maybe two hours of prep time. I'm like, oh, $1,500. Okay. Uh, five hours, $300 an hour. Plus, you know, that encompasses your lifetime of learning your skill set. That seems pretty good to me. Like if you're offering a good value, a good transformation for your person, that seems great. But I think you and I both know that writing a book is not only five hours. So, <laughs> like if you start doing the math on that, I mean, I, I don't know what the average average author takes in terms of a time investment, but um, I cannot imagine writing a book, spending, you know, a hundred hours on it and then only making $1,500. It would, it would be disheartening in that sense that you feel like people aren't interested in your material, but also you'd be like, 
So I made a buck 50 an hour. Okay. That's, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes, you know, authors say, well, I just want to get on stages. Right. And, and a book will absolutely help you get on stages and make you the authority on your subject. But there are some fun things we can do actually with your book to help drive more sales for your business. And one of the really cool things that I like to talk to my clients about is um, QR codes. So thank you, COVID. We all know what a QR code is now and how to use it because back in the day, actually to use QR codes, and this was just a few years ago, um, you would have to download a separate app and then open up the app and then scan the QR code and hope that it worked to then get to the link. But thankfully, technology has evolved and every consumer out there, we all know how to use a QR code. And so what I'm advising my clients to do is as they're writing their books or even relaunching their books, drop a QR code in there. Because the really cool thing is once you have a book, you're always marketing a book and books have a long shelf life. You know, it's, it's hard to throw a book away. It almost feels like blasphemous in a way. It's, I don't know. It feels so wasteful. So we donate books to friends and family. We put them in little libraries, which are popping up all over neighborhoods everywhere. We forget them on airplanes or we leave them on the bus or on the train, whatever it might be. So you never know who could be absorbing your content, who's reading your content, who's reading your book. So by dropping a QR code in there is a great way you can gate it. So Right. And I think there's human curiosity, like, okay, what's behind this QR code? It's a great way to actually connect with your reader and really build that relationship with your reader because behind that QR code, you want to gate it. So now you're asking the reader to opt in. They're putting their name and email. So now you know who your reader is, but now you're serving them information that's useful. So Let's say you were writing a book on mindset, for example, and at the end of a chapter, you drop a QR code on a meditation practice. So now you're giving this reader, one, they're connecting with you because now you're leading them in this meditation practice and they're getting additional benefits. So not only did they get this book, but now the books become immersive and now they're interacting with you. And you, I mean, and if you think about it, a QR code just goes to a web page. So you could send them to a funnel if you wanted to. You know, you can send them to, to something to buy, but I would say really just serve them value, right? Give them downloadable worksheets or uh, more information on your frameworks or how to really make that transformation from reading your book. Because, you know, we read books and we get to the end and we can say, wow, that was a great book. But if it's a self-help book, especially it's like, well, now we're left to our own devices to go take those tips and tools we just learned and then apply them. And that's where you add that QR code, give them that extra value. If it's a few short videos and it may be content that you already have that already exists, right? Um, Give them access to extra tools and worksheets. So they really make that change because I think as authors too, you know, your goal is really to make an impact with your reader, right? And now They're going to be more connected to you and you've now collected their information. So when you are ready to sell them that next thing, they've already built that know, like, and trust factor with you, the author. So that sell should be a little bit easier and you have an audience to sell to. (laughs) 
Well, yeah. I mean, obviously it's a, it's a great way to build your list so that you can contact them again in the future. So that if they did leave that book on the airplane, you know, there are, you know, options there, but I like your idea, especially of including a QR code at the end of each chapter or section, because I'm in, I mean, I'm an avid reader, mostly fiction. I, I definitely look at reading as a hobby, not as always like <laughs> the, uh, thing I want to be doing when I'm not in my front of my computer working. But, but a lot of the the fiction books, even these days, they'll have like a reader's guide at the end of the book. And I'm like, not interested in that by the end of the book. You know what I mean? If you want me to think more deeply about the content of your book, I'd rather do it while I'm reading. So having like, you know, reader engagement questions at the end of a chapter or a worksheet, as you were suggesting, or an activity that they could, you know, use to deepen the learning that they just had in that book at the end of that section, that makes perfect sense to me because like at that point, me personally, I'm still in it. Yeah. You know, I'm still, I'm still moving on, but at the end of it, I've already gotten that, that sense of accomplishment and, you know, this may be possibly a personal feeling of mine, but it could be that like at that point, I'm like, no, 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 I finished. I want to be done now. So I feel like that's a really great way to keep people engaged on top of everything else, which is fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, even for fiction authors, fiction or nonfiction, there's content that doesn't make the final edit and you can call it lost content or secret content. Right. And so maybe it's information you still want the reader to have. You don't have to throw that away. Yeah. It didn't make the book. You can still give it in, you know, PDF form if you wanted to, again, just have readers scan that QR code to get access to that lost content or that secret content. And I think too, for fiction authors, something really interesting they could try is maybe going into depth more on a particular character. Maybe it might, sometimes I'll read a book if it's fiction and you know there's different characters in there. And I want to know more about how that character came to be. But again, you've got a story to tell, the reader's following along, and sometimes you can't always, you know, go into depth on, on how, why this character is the why the way they are. And that could be some extra value that you could offer to the reader is like give them insights on here's how this character came to be or tell their backstory, right? Um, So you can get more into it or, or, you know, you can almost do anything. I like to say with QR code, the rule is there are no rules. You can, you can do anything you want, which I sort of love about it. So that's one way to build a list with your book, right? Yep. I know from your work and like, you know, following you online and everything. And actually, I think you're the first person that really explained it well to me oh. that, yeah, I know, props to you. <laughs> hey. uh, but you're the first person that explained it well to me that the point of a book isn't necessarily to make money off the book. The point of the book is to lead people into other ways that you can make money. So if it's okay, I'd like to talk a little bit more about that because I think that was one of those aha moments for me when it came to book funnels. I'd, I'd heard of a book funnel. I didn't really understand the point of it. Um, and I was like, sure, sure. It's just a way for them to like, you know, sell more books. But I didn't realize that wasn't necessarily the point until I talked with you. So could we do that? Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. So as I touched on before, a book really is, it's a product in your business. And you can think of it as just the bottom of your value ladder. And I know you've talked a little bit about value ladder before in some Mm -hmm. of your prior podcasts. You know, it's such a low barrier to entry because it's $9.99 or you can price the Kindle at whatever price you want. You can price the Kindle at 99 cents. 
So it's not as if the reader to first connect with you is if they have to spend hundreds of dollars, they can literally buy a book to do that. What I like to recommend for authors is, you know, we talked about QR codes, but in the back of your book, you can put sales pages back there, put a page about your speaking, put a page about your courses, put a page about webinars or events or masterminds that you do. So it's okay to drop that in the back of the books. And you'll find that a lot of best-selling authors are doing that these days. So, but yeah, you want to think of your book as it's a very low barrier to entry. It's the bottom of the value ladder. Now, some authors will use a strategy where they will do free plus shipping. I don't necessarily have my authors lead with that, but it is a strategy that works and has been proven to work. And you can ask readers to opt in. The book will, will, they don't have to pay for the book, but essentially they're paying for shipping, which is anywhere from seven to $11, or who knows what the cost of gas. (laughs) It may be up to $15 these days, who knows? But the point is, is that, the reader feels like, oh, wow, I'm getting this for free. All I have to do is pay for shipping. And you know that's something we can all understand. One of the things that I like to do is I'll build sales pages for my clients and we'll offer bonuses. Um, so anybody who buys the book, come back, they opt in, put their order number in, they then get access to bonuses that are almost better than the book itself, right? They, they complement the book. Um, but again, it's a great way to now... Like we said, identify your readers, build your list. And, you know, one of those bonuses could be access to a free group coaching call. Why not? Because anybody on that coaching call now becomes a warm lead for that next thing you're selling. And there's no reason why you couldn't then present that self-study course or that mastermind or, you know, that event to everybody that's on that call. So I do say always lead with value, serve first, build that no like, and trust factor. <laughs> but yep, that's yep. one way, yeah, that you could just use your book. It's you're, you're bringing your reader in, you're giving them value, you're getting them to trust you. And now you can start to sell that self-study course that complements the book, that next best thing. I love specifically the idea that you could go like low key and just throw a sales page <laughs> in at the end of the book, or you can go a little more high touch, which feels more personal. And I think we'll definitely build a no, I can trust factor in a more, more natural way, but you know, that free group coaching call, right? Like what better way for someone, especially if it's of the self-help or, you know, kind of more of like life guidance style book, right? Um, what better way to deepen the content of your book, which you as the author, you know, it's good. I mean, like you, you put your heart and soul into that. I'm assuming it's going to be good. Right. <laughs> but realistically, we we hear this all the time. You know, it used to be like you needed seven touch points with a customer before yeah. they usually bought these days. It's closer to 20 yeah. and that's a lot. Right. But you know, <laughs> if someone's, if someone's reading a book, I, I personally think that would count as more than one touch point because it's, it takes some commitment to go through an entire book rather than, you know, double tap a heart on three social media posts. But, you know, like, I think, I think there's more of a commitment there, but it's still out of sight, out of mind. And I know for me, like a lot of my, my book reading, especially, especially the business book reading, it's often done when my kids are like next to me watching Paw Patrol or, you know what I mean? So, you know, my engagement level might not be perfect. And, And that's just, you know, where I am in life and everything. But if I have, the ability to hop on a free coaching call with that person 
there may be something I should have realized while reading the book and I missed. Uh, There may have been something that I was distracted at and completely skipped over. Or it could just be that I heard, you know, A and B and I was so floored by A and B, I totally missed C. I mean, all of those things happen to each of us while we're reading for various reasons. But you have the opportunity to make sure that, that people on that call aren't missing that really big key thing. The thing that's like, in your opinion, the linchpin for, for how everything else works, right? It gives you that personal touch. And, and then, you know, I always say, once people have gotten that win from you, they're not going to look elsewhere for, for help on that particular subject. Yeah, that's right. And I know sometimes authors struggle with, well, gosh, how do I just get readers to begin with? And we can kind of flip that on its head. So, you know, you could offer a free workshop. And again, everybody who attends that free workshop, why not at the end of the workshop, let people know, hey, I have a book. And when you buy the book, you're going to get all these extra bonuses that come with it. Oh, and by the way, even drop some QR codes in there that have access to these additional trainings. So therefore, yeah, a $9.95 purchase or $15.95 or even $20.95, it's sort of just a no brainer because you've already shown, wow, you gave this free workshop. You gave me value. Wow. And you have a book where I can like take it even further and learn even more. And then you're telling me when I buy your book, now I'm going to get like all these other bonuses with it too. It just makes sense. One of the things that I also work with on my clients to to get readers, because a lot of times, a lot of authors I work with, they don't, you know, have a a huge list or a, a big client database. And so I'll say, you know what, why not just share the first chapter with your prospective readers, share it everywhere, give it away for free, drop that QR code in there so that they can opt in and learn more. And now you've given them a little taste of what to expect. You've kind of hooked them. Perhaps you left them, you know, there's a cliffhanger in there and now you can start to remarket them to that next best thing to either, you know, again, buying the whole book, purchasing the book, um, you know, or if it's, just getting on your list, just growing your list, right? But it's a great way to expose people to your book, get them to read the first chapter, get a taste of it, whet their appetite, and then make them want some more. <laughs> That's so good. And I I know you've mentioned several times in the episode about, you know, building your list. And I know for a lot of authors, that's kind of like a a scary thing. They know they need a list to be seen as a bigger player as an author, or, I mean, even that's changing these days, right? But, like, but you know, it's, it's, it's what people say, oh, well, if you want to, you know, get picked up by like, you know, Penguin or whatever, right? Like you have to have a huge, huge yeah. list. Um, but it's, it's like with anything, right? Well, that's great. But if I'm trying to build a list and I already have a book, why not use the book as an asset in building that list? I don't have to wait. I can make this a part of things right now. And all the people that you can help by having that book out there right now, they don't have to wait to get that goodness. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, that's why I feel like a book, you can do so much with it. You know, it's, you're connecting with your audience. You're now able to build your list because QR codes have just made it easier before. And then you can really start to just nurture that reader. And it's a great way. Maybe you're testing content, maybe you're writing content, And you want to know if it's going to resonate with your audience. How cool, you know, when somebody asks us for our opinion, 
Don't you feel special about it when someone says, hey, I'm, I'm writing this chapter and I'm just not sure if it's resonating or it's working. Would you mind reading it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want my opinion? Okay, thanks. <laughs> Absolutely, right? We all love to give our opinions and you can even post something like that on social media too, right? Because <laughs> opinions are found everywhere online for sure. <laughs> yeah, and there's no shortage of opinions on the yacht. <laughs> Webosphere, whatever we want to call it today. (laughs) This has been fantastic. Patty, is there anything you'd like to say in closing before we wrap up? I think just remember marketing, no matter when you do it, it is a long game. There's rare instances of a quick return. Once you have a book, you're always marketing your book. And like anything, it it takes time. A lot of authors I know feel like, okay, they got their book published and feel like that's the finale. And really it's the beginning. It's almost like, I guess the women out there will understand it, but like birthing a baby, right? You've been cooking this thing for nine, 10 months. <laughs> and then here comes the baby. And now it's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> now the Responsibilities. Really <laughs> and it's sort of the same way with your book. You just want to make sure you you're talking about it all the time. You may be tired of talking about it, but like you mentioned earlier, right? The audience needs seven touch points, if not 20. So you want to be talking about it all the time. You're always marketing it, but over time, you'll start to see those returns come in. Perfect. Well, Patty, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. This was fun. Thank you. All right, Patty, thank you again so much for coming on the No Like and Trust show. Uh, Everything we talked about is paramount to building No Like and Trust. And while there are other ways to do it outside of books, obviously, we talk about quite a few of those. I can't think of a way that kind of encompasses so many of the things that I've talked about on the show for the last few years as doing what we talked about on the show would be. So with that said, if you enjoyed this episode, if you found value in this, if you heard it and thought, oh, so-and-so, they need to hear that. Go ahead and share it with them and then do all of us a solid and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, any other podcast app that you're listening on. Uh, I am personally a big fan of Overcast these days. So hang out wherever you're gonna hang out, but help us let this message reach more people so we can all build the know, like, and trust factor in authentic, ethical ways and fill our business with really good people along the way. Talk soon.